welcome to HealthCast. I'm your host, Faith Ryan. Dr. Emily Tonarezos, the Director of the Office of Cancer Survivorship at the National Cancer Institute, joins us today to discuss the topic of cancer and mental health. Specifically, we'll be discussing some of the challenges and opportunities within psychosocial and behavioral health services, as well as care delivery for cancer patients, particularly during the COVID-19 pandemic. Dr. Tonarezos, it's great to have you on the show today. Thank you for having me. For our listeners, could we start by defining what cancer survivorship is? Absolutely. The first thing we need to do is talk about this term, cancer survivor. So a person is considered a cancer survivor from the time of diagnosis through the rest of their life. And I want to point out that the term survivor is not universally embraced. And there are some people who've lived through cancer treatment or are continuing to live with cancer who prefer other terms like thriver or living with cancer. So I just want to acknowledge that there is some debate about that term itself. That said, you know, regardless of what we ultimately call this growing number of people, cancer survivorship research seeks to improve the health and well-being of cancer survivors, their caregivers, and their families. We want to improve understanding of the effects of cancer and its treatment. And that means identifying methods for preventing and mitigating adverse outcomes, including functional, physical, psychosocial, and economic effects. This research also includes and informs the design, delivery, and implementation of evidence-based strategies and the coordination of healthcare services to optimize survivor health and quality of life from the time of diagnosis through the remainder of the lifespan. What is your office's role in addressing the topic of cancer survivorship? The Office of Cancer Survivorship is part of the Division of Cancer Control and Population Science. And our role is to facilitate research, either by supporting researchers, by conducting studies ourselves, or by developing resources for survivorship research, such as the HINT survey or the ASA 24. Taking into consideration the pandemic, how have your office's research focuses changed? Our focus hasn't changed. We're just adding the pandemic as a new challenge slash opportunity. The NCI supports cancer survivors in their families by conducting research, funding grants, conducting projects, and supporting investigators. And of course, we're committed to the survivor and caregiver mental health research. So that includes measuring the problem, exploring care delivery for mental health, and testing interventions. And we know that the pandemic poses challenges for everyone. And for those with cancer, there are additional concerns and risks that can make these challenges worse. There was one recent NCI funding opportunity around COVID-19, which is called Understanding How Precancerous Conditions, Cancer, or Cancer Therapies Affect Serologic and Immune Response to SARS-CoV-2 Infection and the Clinical Course of Infection, and conversely, how the immune response to SARS-CoV-2 infection affects precancerous conditions, cancers, and response to cancer therapies. What challenges have come up as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic for cancer patients, specifically when it comes to mental health concerns? You know, even under the best of circumstances, cancer survivors face many challenges, and the COVID-19 pandemic has resulted in new sources of anxiety and stress for many cancer survivors. 
this just is an additional significant burden. The American Cancer Society recently conducted a survey where they found that cancer survivors are finding it challenging to get the necessary health care as the COVID-19 pandemic persists. Many are experiencing financial stress and mental health issues related to difficult health and economic environment. So the National Cancer Institute runs something called the Cancer Information Service, or CIS, which is a 1-800-4-CANCER phone number. It's 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4 and the word cancer. This is a contact center where specialists are available to help answer cancer-related questions for patients, family members, friends, healthcare providers, or researchers. And we have services in English and Spanish. The CIS provides accurate, up-to-date, and reliable information that's easy to understand and free of charge on a range of cancer questions. So what we heard from CIS is there are two main themes that are coming out around mental health and COVID. Number one is increased feelings of emotional distress, anxiousness, and isolation. And this has been called a crisis within a crisis. So you're dealing with cancer, and now on top of that, you're dealing with whatever is going on related to COVID. And number two is increased anxiety from cancer survivors who feel less prioritized in this time of crisis. Navigating mental health services is a lot like navigating cancer information in that it's overwhelming and people often don't know how to get started. Sadly, this means that many people don't get the help they need. So your medical team can help connect to services, but sometimes the healthcare provider is not available. And there are some free resources to help, including the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, which is 1-800-273-TALK, and the SAMHSA Treatment Referral Helpline, which is 877-726-4727. And actually, if you call that 1-800-4-CANCER, the CIS can also help alleviate some stress by providing accurate information about COVID-19 as it relates to survivors. And the CIS can also help direct people to resources for dealing with emotional distress and anxiousness. Can you share some examples of mental health research that your office is working on right now? There's a lot of work that's being done to identify and alleviate psychosocial distress. NCI is funding studies of depression, resilience, distress, and family or caregiver coping and support via technology. And some of these studies are of exercise and physical activity, but other strategies are being investigated as well. I also want to point out that there is a funding opportunity announcement, which is called Using Information Technology to Support Systematic Screening and Treatment of Depression in Oncology Practices. So this is a call for application so that we can fund research in this area. And the goals of the funding announcement are to, number one, identify new IT-enabled delivery models that support systematic screening and treatment of depression in cancer patients. Number two, test the feasibility of implementing these new delivery models. Number three, test the usability and potential effectiveness of the IT-specific components of these new delivery models in oncology practice settings. Finally, it's important to note that we've done quite a lot to study informal cancer caregiving as one avenue to supporting mental health among survivors. Our ongoing funding opportunities targeting informal cancer caregivers has been critical for this research. What are some ways in which technology is being used to support cancer coordination, psychosocial support, and other aspects of care delivery for cancer patients? 
And what opportunities for further improvement do you see when it comes to technology supporting cancer care and mental health services for cancer patients and providers? We are funding studies of technology in survivorship care delivery, including telehealth and telemedicine, which I know you've spoken about before, electronic medical record or patient portal, and smartphone and mobile apps. I wanted to mention an important project, which is called the Impact Consortium. So the idea behind the consortium is to collect real-world evidence and test symptom management interventions for cancer survivors. This consortium funds three research centers that have embedded symptom management into the EPIC electronic health record in multiple sites around the country. And they are testing interventions in pragmatic trials. And of course, anxiety and depression are included in those efforts. Also, we have an ongoing initiative called the Health Information National Trend Survey, or HINTS, that is a tremendous resource for investigators looking to use digital tools for health communication. So if you want to use digital tools to deliver information or resources to cancer survivors and their families or caregivers, you need to know where they're looking for those data. So HINTS is a great place to help sort that out. There are two studies that just came out of HINTS, one from the University of Michigan and the University of Wisconsin called Why Most of Your Patients Aren't Using an Online Portal and What You Can Do About It, and another one coming out of Rutgers, where they found that female cancer survivors and those who were of higher income or education categories were more likely to be looking for health information. So from that, we understand that if we want to reach lower income survivor populations, we need to really think about how to do that. And both of these studies build off the HINTS resource and help us understand how we can do a better job of getting services like mental health support to cancer survivors and their families. And I love that you asked about opportunities for further improvement because we cannot consider these problems solved. First, we need to find ways to reduce the cognitive burden imposed by information technology for providers. So we've heard about issues like fatigue on pop-ups, and flags in the electronic medical record, as well as other barriers for providers engaging with technology in survivorship care. Second, I really think we need to find ways to use IT to facilitate team function and communication. Care coordination remains a tremendous challenge, and we need to explore better ways that IT could foster teamwork. And finally, and this is a biggie, Finding ways to overcome logistical and other barriers for IT solutions to improve access and delivery for all survivors, caregivers, and families with the ultimate goal of reducing the burden of survivorship delivery for everyone. That is definitely one of the biggest missions involved with all of what's going on right now, improving care for patients and cancer patients, particularly during this time. Lastly, do you have any closing thoughts? I'm relatively new to this office and it's hard to convey, but I can really almost not fully express my excitement and enthusiasm for the work that lies ahead of us. You know, the NCI supports cancer survivors in their families, and we are committed especially to cancer survivor and caregiver mental health research. So that means we need to measure the problem, we need to explore how mental health care is delivered, and we need to test interventions. And I'm excited to see the progress that comes out of the office. Thanks so much for joining me on the program, Dr. Tonarezos. And I appreciate you taking you know, the time to discuss this with me. 
And I'm sure our listeners are also very much appreciative of the insights you shared about the resources available and the research going on in this area. And I think that a lot of what your office is doing right now in terms of the research around cancer survivorship is critical to helping cancer patients and their families. Thank you so much. HealthCast is a production of Government CIO Media and Research. For more podcasts, head to governmentciomedia.com slash podcasts. If you liked what you heard, let us know by leaving a review in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. HealthCast is produced by Amy Kluber, hosted by Melissa Harris, Adam Patterson, and Faith Bryan. If you're interested in sponsoring a podcast, contact us at sponsor at governmentcio.com.